So we got some food hall news. Not good news, not bad news, just kind of news, which is rare these days with the food hall. Feels like it's been on one end of the spectrum or the other, but now moving forward, there's something to be excited about because there is a new management team in charge of Marble City Market. Expected. You, you saw this one coming. Yes. I think a lot of people did as well. I, I think, you know, we've talked a lot on the podcast before. You know, I think our most recent episode was, has Knoxville or has Marble City Market lived up to the hype as Knoxville's first food hall? And I think we kind of walked away from that podcast saying no, but no, in the sense that it had not lived up to the hype of being, you know, this this project that could extend the boundaries of downtown Knoxville, but it did live up to some hype. It lived up to having good food. You know, provided some local jobs, some local chefs had a chance to test out their concepts, um, but just there was something missing, it seemed like. And it seems like now the ownership has kind of seen that as well, that they're ready to take a leap and, and move forward with a new direction for Marble City Market by asking Paul and Ashley Moody, the people behind Smash City Knoxville, perhaps arguably the most successful vendor in that food hall, just from an outside perspective, from what I see, it seems like that's one of the most popular spots. They're now in charge of managing the entire food hall, an entirely new venture for them, something they've never done before. And I had the chance to sit down and talk with them a little bit about what their plans are moving forward. And now today, I have the chance to sit down with you, Brenda McDermott, growth and development editor here at Knox News, uh, to talk about um, what this means, provide a little bit of analysis on you know whether this could be a good thing and sort of what we expect as far as the direction of the food hall moving forward. So... I already did the honor of introducing you. I apologize. I'm Ryan Willis, downtown reporter at Knox News, and this is the Scruffy Stuff Podcast, a podcast about all the news happening in and around downtown Knoxville. The Scruffy Stuff is brought to you by KnoxNews.com, where you can find everything we discuss here on the show and a whole lot more. Knox News relies on support from readers and listeners to provide you compelling stories from Knoxville and across East Tennessee. Subscribers get an all-access pass to all of our premium exclusive content. And to become a subscriber, it's easy. Just visit knoxnews.com slash subscribe to see our latest offer and sign up today. So I have to say, after the story came out the other day that Paul and Ashley were taking over management of the food hall, I got a couple emails. I got a couple emails that said, Ryan, you've been a little negative about the food hall over these past few months. And, you know, a lot of people have put their, you know, their entire life on the line to try something here and to, to you know, try to make this restaurant work. And it's just been, you know, a, a bunch of negative stories that have come out of here. And, you know, they, they were they were talking about my critiques, but I have to say it wasn't my critiques. It was critiques that we were hearing. I think, you know, shortly after the food hall opened up, um, we had a lot of vendors reaching out to us. Some stuff we didn't even publish uh, about, you know, some of the criticism that they had. Um, with the way management was handling things over there. And I think to the people's points that have reached out to me, people have put their livelihoods on the line. And that's why I thought, and I think we all thought here at Knox News, that this was something that was worth giving attention to, that you know there are people that are trying out these new concepts. And if there's frustrations here, um, you know, maybe writing about it could promote some kind of change. And so, you know, this is a huge development. It's not just one restaurant opening or two or three or four or five. I mean, this is 11 restaurants, a massive development in downtown Knoxville and something that, um, you know, had promised or at least hoped to be something that could extend the boundaries of downtown. And there were a lot of problems over there that we heard about. And I think it's only fair that we talked about those. But now we're moving into a totally new chapter of Marble City Market. Nine months in, we've seen half the vendors leave, but now we have not fresh faces, but fresh faces in the management role. Paul and Ashley Moody taking things over. So when you heard that news initially, Brenna, what were your initial thoughts? 
Well, I think here at the Scruffy Stuff, we have always been really excited by the idea of a downtown food hall. Uh, When the food hall opened, we gave it a lot of coverage and talked a lot about how it could transform downtown, take downtown's food scene to the next level. Yes, I think there have been some execution issues over these last nine months, uh, but, but hearing this news, I feel very bullish on the food hall. I feel like now that there is some local vision and control, it has a chance to fulfill some of those expectations we originally hoped for back in 2021. Yeah, and I think you know everything that I say here on the podcast from here forward is going to be me saying this because I sat down and talked with Paul and Ashley, um, and, and they told me you know we still have a great relationship with Hospitality HQ, which was the the company that was tasked with opening and overseeing everything happening at the food hall. And so, um, if you hear criticisms, those those are going to be my criticisms because it sounds like you know for them at least this is supposed to be, and they hope for it to be a smooth transition. I mean, they're still opening two Smash City concepts and two food halls, one in Salt Lake City, one in Houston. And food halls that are operated by Hospitality HQ. Hospitality HQ has a restaurant in Marble City Market right now, and so um, you know, I, where I, I think we should compare and contrast a few things. But um, you know, I, I know Ashley and Paul would be hesitant to do that. But I think the first thing and the most obvious thing is the fact that Paul and Ashley are local. Um, that was something that people have criticized from the beginning. That you have you know a company that is managing food halls all over the country, and how much time. You know, they can talk about how much time they're going to put into Knoxville. At the end of the day, there's 24 hours in a day and seven days in a week, and you're however many miles away based in New York. It's not the same as having, you know, faces there every single day. And Michael Weatherby, who was a co-founder of HHQ, said that he would fly in regularly and he would, you know, have these town hall meetings and was having regular communication. But again, I'll reiterate, it's still not the same as having somebody in there every day. And for some concepts, you don't need that. But for a concept that is totally new to Knoxville, something that's starting up and something that's struggling, I think Marble City Market would have benefited in these first nine months had you had somebody there with the experience every single day. And um, that just wasn't happening. So that's one of the most exciting parts. The fact that not only are they local, which we can get into a little bit more about what that brings to the table, but being local means that they're just going to be there, which I think is you know is the minimum you can do, but it's also you know huge. Uh, for the future of the food hall. I think a lot of people assumed that the food hall would just be an overnight success, an instant hit. And I thought that, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I kind of did. I was like, you know, this is something people have been craving this. This is something totally new. It's going to be something that people are going to flock to. And it's like any new business, any small business. You have to put the time and attention in, in the beginning, to solve the issues that are going to come up, to promote the heck out of your new business to build relationships with your employees or in this case with you know your tenants and it just takes time and attention and that's something that just reading your story talking to the moody's i feel like they are already um on top of and i think they did a really good job of spinning the messaging forward and getting people excited about the fact that there will be changes they see need for improvement in certain areas and just getting people excited for the future of the food hall, which I think is the best thing they can do right now. Yeah, and the Moody's were in sort of a unique position. I mean, if you know Paul's background, I think he was nine years at Blackberry Farm. He's worked in, in, in high-level roles in restaurants in New York, had um, a, a role with Cracker Barrel that was pretty high-level, and you know he 
comes here and he found success with uh, Lanai Hawaiian Kitchen food truck, which turned into a smash food truck. And, you know, he came into the food hall with a, a solid foundation. And not to say some of the other ones didn't. I mean, Paison had a huge following, although this sandwich shop was something new for them. Um, the Corners had a big following, but down in Tampa, LNO, same thing in Atlanta. So a lot of these people didn't really have or that quite that foundation that Paul and Ashley had. And, um, you know, talking with them the other day, they were in a little bit of a different position than a lot of the other vendors in the sense that, I mean, the way they put it, quite frankly, is they didn't really need that much help from HHQ. They kind of had their resources. They had already sort of figured it out at the food hall um, pretty early on. And so, and I think, you know, talking with Michael Weatherby over at HHQ time and time again, I'd ask him when a vendor left, like, you know, is this a cause for concern? And he'd be like, you know, some work out and some don't look at the Moody's. The Moody's have done a great job. And yeah, the Moody's have done a great job. Um, but they were, um, in a way, I mean, you talk about half the vendors are gone. They were uh, an, an outlier in that, in that, you know, if you're looking at it that way. And so some vendors are going to need that extra help. Some of them won't. Um, just having somebody there, though, that has done it before, to have seen Paul and Ashley grow smash the way they have, having them in your corner now, literally, in the, they're going to be in the food hall, in the, in the corner, maybe. <laughs> I don't know where they're going to be in the food hall. They'll be there. Uh, and, you know, that's that's going to go a long way. Now, if I had to pick a concern that I have or that people might have looking at this is when your new boss used to be a co-worker. You know, that's kind of a, I'm looking at you, Brenda. How are you? <laughs> I didn't even think about that. You know what that's like, right? <laughs> um, you know, and, and what a shining example we are of how great that can be. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's always, I think, skepticism when, um, you know, a former equal now has a, 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 a power role. Not to say that Paul and Ashley are going to approach it that way. But um, the way Smash grew was unique. And like like I said, they didn't need that kind of help. I don't think they have expectations that everybody's going to be like that, but it's still, you know, they, they are, they're on the vendor side. They do things their way. Are they going to, you know, expect people to do it their way or not? I don't think so. I think they're going to be there as a helping hand and help guide people through the process. But that of course is a concern that I'm sure some people have moving forward. I think it was probably very difficult for HHQ to put themselves in the shoes of an operator who all they're running is this stall in this one food hall. You know, if you're kind of like a mom and pop business, like say Soul Brothers, you have just one location, you're getting your business started. I have a hard time believing that HHQ, however well-intentioned, could put themselves in their shoes and understand what the struggles are and understand the pain points and how to help them. I think the Moody's, you know, they've grown several food truck businesses. They're seeing all kinds of success at food halls across the country. They have the real world on the ground experience, I think, to mentor and help some of these uh, smaller entities grow and thrive. You know, they've got great social media for their businesses, which I, I think not only do each of the vendors probably need more help in that experience, but the food hall itself needs the social media and the marketing prowess that that Ashley Moody brings to their business and Paul on TikTok. I mean, you talk about. I mean, that's just <laughs> Paul has his own TikTok thing going on, and that's not something that was required or that was ex- expected. Um, that's a good example of them going above and beyond. And you know, Ashley said one of the things that we require at Smash City is excellence, and we have a standard. And I think that standard is going to be applied throughout the food hall. Not to say that the food wasn't excellent before, but I don't think there really was a standard. There was a, hey, this is an incubator. Go figure it out. And I hope that there's a standard moving forward, not because food quality was lacking, because it certainly wasn't. Every meal I've had over there has been delicious. But um, 
consistency, an overall plan, uh, you know, somebody to gather everybody together and somebody that, you know, everybody can look up to. I'm sure, you know, Smash City is an equal to a lot of these food hall vendors, but I'm sure people have looked at Smash City as a, a mentor or something to aspire to be. If you're in the food hall and you see what they're doing, I'm sure everybody wants to be there. And, you know, to have the person now that is doing it in charge as I'm sure it's got a lot of people hopeful for, you know, the, the next steps and what lies ahead. I think, too, they're bringing a positive energy. Every time I talk to them they're you know, or, or read what you've written about them, they're excited, they're looking ahead, they're growing, they're changing. And I think it's important to, right now, acknowledge the problems, but then get people excited for the future. And they have built a local following. I think you look across downtown Knoxville, what businesses are the successful ones, the local ones, the ones that have a face that you recognize or a brand that you recognize, but it's anchored here in Knoxville. And I'm excited to see how they bring that Knoxville charm into the food hall. Ashley mentioned, you know, the aesthetics of the food hall might not stay the same they might need a little refresh and i'm excited to see what that looks like yeah i think i mentioned in the last time we did a food hall podcast that one of the most shocking thing well i don't think it was shocking at the time but now in retrospect i'm like maybe it wasn't the best call was this idea that hhq and the ownership team took a tour of knoxville saw everything that knoxville had to offer and said hey we're going to do the complete opposite let's give knoxville something totally new and I think that might have been the wrong call at the time. And and I'm not faulting them for making that call because I could see totally where they're coming from. But um, I'm not sure if Knoxville was ready for something that looked quite like this. I think it's it's bright. It's a little uncomfortable. It's a little it's a little stiff. Um, sterile. Sterile. Yeah. Um, and so I'll be interested to see. I I think they're going to be limited on what they can do with that space. It's already built out. And perhaps some of the design, the way it was, was because of the limitations of the space. But um, I think they could still um, bring some Knoxville charm and character into it. And you you mentioned charm in the sense of, you know, their personalities of Paul and Ashley. Um, Yeah, and the positive energy that they're bringing. I I think it's also that personable energy, which I think maybe you were, you know, talking about too, positive, personal, whatever you want to call it. But, um, you know, talking with HHQ in the past, they have they're a they're a big company. They're not, you know, local vendors. They're they oversee food halls all over the place and they have their own restaurants. And so talking with them felt a little corporate every time I had a conversation with them. And that's, you know, what they are, so that's to be expected. But I think, you know, having somebody that's more personable in charge, um, even hopefully in my reporting, right? Like I feel like I can go and talk to Ashley and Paul um anytime I need to. And they've always been great and have always worked well whenever I've, you know, they've opened up their multiple concepts in the food hall. Um, and, uh, you know, I'll know where they'll be, which is, which is nice too. You'll always know where they'll be at. They'll be there or in Omaha or in Salt Lake or Houston, (laughs) but they live here. Well, but that's a really important point I wanted to bring up. What an opportunity they're launching in all these other food halls across the country. I hope they bring ideas back from those places you know what's working what isn't what's coming in this industry what's trending bring that those ideas here uh, for our local food hall to benefit from and I already see them addressing a lot of the issues that I've heard from customers you know more events you need reasons to come to the food hall beyond just eating more signage we've we've (laughs) we've talked at length about signage so 
they're definitely in the problem solving mode and and I think that's what needs to happen right now. Yeah, and I think for what it's worth, I just I think so everybody knows like I, we just had all this conversation about how HHQ is all over the country and and how you know having a local face is going to be a good thing. But then I mentioned you know they're going to be all over the country too and these other food halls. Talking with Paul and Ashley, it sounds like that Smash City is at the point now. It's a well oiled machine where they can they've got the team, they got the people in place that opening up in another location isn't taking them away from Knoxville. At least that's what they've told me, that they're still here and that they had the team members to, to do those expansions. So that's promising, too, that even though I'd say for now, don't be alarmed that there's these other locations opening up because it sounds like, you know, they're, it's definitely their business, but, um, you know, they're not on the boots on the ground all the time in those other in those other cities. So, But going back to the events, to the signs, to the branding. I did ask, is the branding going to change? Is the name going to change? Marble City Market and the brand is going to stay. Um, but the signs, I mean, that's that's a huge thing. You know, Even Ashley admitted there's a good chunk of Knoxville that doesn't even know that we're here. And going back to the negative criticisms of, of some of my reporting, I, you know, part of my reporting, too, that I'm writing so much about this is because a lot of people didn't. I'm not saying I'm writing it like I'm trying to promote the food hall, but, you know, even even, you know, through all those reports, I think more attention was getting focused onto the food halls. And in some cases, negative attention. And like I told people in my email, you know, the issues that were happening at the food hall were too big to ignore. Um, And hopefully some of the future successes that we see will be the same, that they'll be, you know, too big to ignore that hopefully, you know, in the future um, coming out of, you know, this transition that hopefully there'll be cool events that we can report on. And there will be, um, you know. A big, a big sign that goes. I don't know. We're not going to report on a big sign, but hopefully this, we might. We might. I mean, <laughs> as much as we talked about the bad, the bad signage, maybe it's it's only fair that we report on the big sign. But um, you know, just just hoping that, that that this moves in the right direction, and it seems like it is. So, so Ryan, as this storyline moves forward, as possible changes come down the pike, what will you be watching for next? Well, for one, I think the big thing that needs to be addressed immediately, and it sounds like first thing that Ashley and Paul are doing is going to be sitting down with each individual vendor and talking about what they need and what their ideas are moving forward. But after that, you got to get those two vendor stalls filled. Um, and going back to what you said, like, you know, they've, they've seen food halls and, and what works well together. And hopefully I'll be keeping an eye on something cool and unique to fill those two spaces. Um, I think we've also seen that it probably needs to be a local person filling that space. Right. You, know, you look at the the food hall vendors that have departed, not all of them, but quite a few of them were from out of market. And I wonder if that is a contributing factor. Yeah. Um, and just something that's different. I, I, I know that um, when HHQ was uh, in, in charge, they talked about how they wanted everything to complement each other. I'm not sure that it totally did. Um and uh, honestly, the, a lot of the places that didn't complement each other, unfortunately, are out now. But, you know, maybe that opens an opportunity for there to be more diversity there. I mean, you talk about Paison Sandwich Shop. They had sandwiches. Well, Poe Richard had sandwiches. And LNO, I'm pretty sure, had barbecue sandwiches. There was a lot of bread going on in that food hall. <laughs> um, now you've had Caddy Roll Walla open up, which is you got some grains and some different spices and flavors going on over there. Maybe we can get something you know, that's a, that's a little bit different to fill those other two voids that were left by Fantel and Paison because um, even though there wasn't like direct overlap, it still felt like, okay, I'm going to go to this food hall and get a sandwich like out of, oh, Soul Brothers too. I mean, although they're, you know, very different with what they offer, also a whole section of sandwiches on the menu. I felt like I was always eating something on bread when mm-hmm. I went there. So maybe, you know, I'll keep an eye on maybe some more diverse concepts to come in as well as uh, the types of events that Paul and Ashley hope to bring because they've had trivia They've tried live music, I think, a time or two. 
Um, but talking with them, they it sounds like they want to do some stuff that's really outside the box. They wouldn't tell me what it was, so you know, take it with a grain of salt. But um, they they've stressed during our interview that they want something that's you know not just trivia where you can get trivia any any night of the week you know from the Knox trivia guys or live music. There's plenty of places that have live music, but something that's really special um, that's going to get people down there. And um, I'd love to see something special in the form of a collaboration. I think one of the best things about that food hall, <clears throat> through all the criticisms, talking with all the vendors, you know, a lot of the critiques were directed at management and a lot of the praises were directed at the vendors and how well they worked together and how well they collaborated and picked each other up um, when they were down, <laughs> you know, because of some of the stuff that was going on with management. And so I'd like to see perhaps some more collaborations um, in the future too. But um, yeah, that's just my hopes. What am I going to be looking for? I think mainly getting those vendor spots filled and seeing what kind of events they bring to the food hall. Yeah, I think fall is a really great time for them to sort of reintroduce the idea of the food hall to the greater Knoxville community, almost like a grand reopening or a relaunch You know, from a strategic level. How do I let people know that we're here if you haven't heard of us? If you have heard of us, we're making changes and we're looking ahead and we're excited and there's new things coming. So I think they need to think strategically about how do we get that message out and how do we get people excited and invigorated about the food hall again. I think fall is a good time to do that. People are coming back from summer vacations. Kids are back in school. It's getting cooler outside. Good opportunity to increase foot traffic for sure. A food hall fall. Fall at the food hall. I think fall is a good, I think honestly the timing couldn't be better. You're nine months in um, and summer is tough. I mean, you think about where the food hall is located, uh, especially if you're working in the core of downtown. It's it's not that appealing to have to walk from your downtown office across the viaduct to get all the way down there in the summer heat and be sweaty by the time you get there and then eat something that's heavily breaded and then walk back to your office. Uh fall it's going to be cooled down a little bit i think you're going to see more people enjoying the patio outside they really promote that patio it's a great space right on the street um and so if that happens um i think fall could work well and also ut football season um i think one of the critiques that i've had not that i have to have a tv on it's not like i'm like addicted to television but the only tv is what above the bar and you have to mm-hmm. be lucky enough to get one or two seats where you have you know a sight line at the tv um events are great you need to get more people in the door but I think there needs to be something that keeps you there just on during the day. Something, you know, on what if there's not an event going on, what's going to make me sit there a little bit longer and order that extra drink or, you know, um, encourage not just me and my partner to go out to eat, but to get a whole group of friends together. Um, it might be as simple as adding a few TVs around the place where you can sit and watch a game or having, you know, game volume over the loudspeakers when there's a Tennessee football game going mm. on. I mean, uh, this whole city revolves around college football. Um in the fall. And so I think if you make it a destination to come hang out and watch the game, that could be good. That's a small investment, something you can do, maybe move some chairs around and make it happen. So I'm just excited to see things like that, the remodeling, how to make the place a little bit more comfortable. Um, and I think they're on track and I think, um, you know, they, they, they told me we're not going to fall HHQ, but at the same time, it sounds like they're going to do things, um, differently than what HHQ did. And so I'm excited to see their creative vision come, come to life here. Um, sooner rather than later. That's that's the other thing. I want to. I, I think I want to see, and I think a lot of people want to see changes quickly, um, which puts a lot of pressure on them because they've never they've never done something like this before. But sooner. They don't strike me as people who have a hard time dealing with pressure, though. I think they they thrive under that. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, and and I, I think, like I said too, they have the people in place that they can probably take a step away from Smash City for a little bit and and focus on on this specifically. So, one of the things they talked about too is wanting to get involved with the greater Knoxville community, get involved with the neighbors around there. Um, I, whenever I went to Big Ears Festival in March, I the convenience of being right next to the food hall that's where I ate most of my meals. You have the mill in mine right there. Um, you know, I think there's a great opportunity to partner somehow with a mill in mind, whether it's, you know, you got a ticket to the show, come in here and get a deal, uh, it just, or just to partner with any of those businesses around there. I mean, I think we're focusing a lot on the struggle of the food hall because it was this big project that we thought was going to extend the boundaries of downtown. But a lot of those businesses around in that area have been struggling with what the food hall is struggling with now for even longer. They've been over there on the other side of the train tracks and have been forgotten about. And I think the food hall really has an opportunity to rally all those businesses together. I mean, it's got the biggest footprint on that side of the train tracks and it'd be, you know, I I think they have the tools to help grow all those businesses in that area. They can get the foot traffic down there. So that's something else I'm excited to see. If that foot traffic actually comes to the food hall, what does that mean for all the businesses around there in that area, which is a growing part of downtown? I think, um, you know, you can head on over to the website right now and you'll read a story about the 300 West Magnolia development, which is right behind the food hall, um, shares an alleyway with the food hall. You can read about the Mac building, the MAC building on uh, West Fifth Avenue that is going to be turning into a 140 units, some live workspaces where there's going to be hopefully foot traffic over there with some businesses on the street level. And so maybe it doesn't take one big thing like the food hall to get foot traffic over there. Maybe it takes two. Maybe it takes, you know, some collaboration. And um, so final thing I would be keeping my eye on is the project moves forward and approaches a year. The last thing I'll say is this is a pro downtown podcast. Yeah. Um, we're rooting for everything downtown. We're rooting for downtown. Um, we're watching just like anybody else who reads our coverage and is excited about what's happening downtown. So I think this is a new era in the food hall's short but exciting history and looking forward to what's next. Well, I've been looking forward to this conversation all day, and I'll be looking forward to next week's podcast as well. That does it for this week's episode, but if you want to make sure you get an alert every time a new episode drops, go ahead and hit that like or subscribe button on whatever platform you listen on, or just come back on Mondays. That's typically when we release these things. And if you want to support the podcast even further, want to support local journalism even further, remember, the scruffy stuff is brought to you by Knox News. So head on over to knoxnews.com slash subscribe to see our latest offers, to sign up, get unlimited access to all of our food hall coverage, downtown dining coverage, downtown coverage in general, Knoxville coverage, East Tennessee coverage. We got it all over at knoxnews.com. So make sure you sign up and support local journalism today. And also, make sure you sign up to join the Urban Knoxville Facebook group. It's a private group where we encourage people to really you know, post about what they have going on, ask questions, get involved in that downtown discussion. To join, all you have to do is answer three simple questions whenever you sign up and ask for permission to, to become part of the group. And we'll be sure that you get on in there and can start enjoying all the perks that, that group has to offer. Um, and to keep up with me in the meantime, you can give me a follow on Instagram. I am at Scruff. I forgot to mention, don't don't forget to leave a five-star review as well on this podcast. We'd appreciate it. Tell us what you love about the show and uh, what you'd like to hear us talk about next. So that does it for today's episode. Brenna, thanks for joining me on this one, and we will talk to y'all soon. Day's Say- Gruffy, Knoxville. <laughs> <laughs>